بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وصلى الله وسلم وبارك على نبينا محمد وعلى اله وعلى اله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا غفر الله لنا ولشيخنا وللمسلمين والمسلمين يقول الامام المجدد محمد بن عبد الوهاب رحمه الله تعالى في رسالته اداب المشي الى الصلاه وتقرأ الصلاه غير محموم الى غير سفره ولو لم يخشى نارا من جدار او شيء شاخص كحربه او غير ذلك مثل اخر رحل ويسن ان يدنو منها لقوله صلى الله عليه وسلم اذا صلى احدكم فليصلي الى سطره ويدنو منها وينحرف عنها وينحرف عنها يسيرا بفعله صلى الله عليه وسلم وان تعذر خطا وإن تعذر خط خطا وإذا مر من ورائها شيء لم لم يقرأ فإن لم تكن سترة أو مر بينه وبينها امرأة أو كلب أو حمار بطلت صلاته وله قراءة في المصحف والسوال عند آية الرحمة والتعوذ عند آية العذاب. بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم. الحمد لله وحده والصلاة والسلام على من لا نبي بعده سيدنا ونبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه ومن اهتدى بهديهم واستنى بسنتهم إلى يوم الدين وبعد أكرر أهمية هذا الكتاب للمسلم من أجل أنه يتعلق بأفضل أعمال المسلم هي الصلاة التي فرضها الله جل وعلا على عباده من فوق السبع سماوات فالحرص الإنسان يراجع مرة بعد أخرى ويحرص أيضا على أن يعود نفسها الالتزام بما مر عليه في هذا الكتاب المختصر يقول شيخ الإسلام محمد بن عبد الوهاب رحمة الله عليه في هذا الكتاب اعداد المشي الى الصلاه وتكره صلاه غير المامون الى غير ستره يعني المامون سترته ستره الامام والامام مطلوب ان يكون له ستره اما المنفرد الذي يصلي وحده ينبغي ان يحرص على الستره إلى غير سترة ولو لم يخشى مرة ليس من شرط السترة أن تخاف أن يمر أحد بين موقفك وموضع سجودك لا ضع السترة فيها فوائد فيها فوائد أن من يراها يتجنب المرور بين يديك ثم بالنسبة لأنت يا المصلي تحرص على أن لا يتجاوزها النظر بقدر ما كان الانسان وهو يصلي فاصر النظره على موضع سجوده وما يتعلق به يكون اسلم لتفكيره واكثر من اجتماع فكره على هذه العباده العظيمه يقول ولو الى الى غير ستره ولو لم يخشى 
بس من شرط الستره ان يكون الواحد خائف من مرور احد لو صلى في المسجد مثلا ولا يتوقع احد انه يمر امامه المسجد مغرق والجدار صائم والمسجد لا يحرص الواحد على ان يكون الى ستره اما بجانب اسطوان تمسك العمود او بجانب جدار خاص امامه شيء من ذلك او يضع الى امكانه ان يضع ستره الصلاه تصح ولو لم يضع لانه يعني كلما كان الانسان حريصا على الاقتداء بالنبي الله صلى الله عليه وسلم كلما كانت العباده اكثر فائده والذي كان عليه الصلاه والسلام يضع ستره يصلى في الفضاء وضعوا له شيء امامه كالرمح القصير يركز في العرض ويصلي اليها العنزه يقول ولو لم يحصل شيء من جدار او شيء شاخص او شيء يقول الى ستره يعني شاخص كحربه او غير ذلك مثل اخره الرحم يعني اخره الرحل الرحل الذي يوضع على المواشي على اليد الخاصه يكون خلف الراكب شيء بارز يكون خلف ظهره وراكب تلك الوسيله ولو يوضع قدر ذلك الشيء يعني بقدر الكفه او اكبر من الكفه او بهالمحال المهم ان يحرص يقول رحمه الله عليه ويسن ان يدنو منها لقوله صلى الله عليه وسلم اذا صلى احدكم الى ستره فإذا صلى أحدكم فليصلي إلى سترة ويدنو منها قوله وينحرف عنها الحديث الوارد فيها يعني قد لا يكون كافي والذين نقلوا العنزة التي تركز أمام النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ما قالوا أنها تركز بحيث لا يكون وجه متجها إليها فالأصل جواز ذلك قال وإن تعذر يعني ما وجد الشيء أن يضعه أمامه من وراء موضع سجوده وأمكنه أن يحط حطا كالإنسان اللي يصلي في الخلاء فالبر في الرمل إذا حط حطا إذا لم يجد وسيلة للسيرة فلا حرج في ذلك قال عاد فيما يتعلق بالستره قال واذا مر من ورائها اي من وراء الستره شيء فهذا الشيء لا يضر المهم ان لا يمر المار بين موقف المصلي وبين الستره التي امامه لكن اذا مر احد من بني ادم او غيرهم من وراء الستره لا يؤثر قال فإن لم تكن سترة أو يعني إذا لم يكن لهم عنده سترة يصلي إليها أو عنده سترة فمر بينه 
أبي أنا مصلي وبينها أي بين سترة امرأة أو كلب أو حمار بطل الصلاة ورد هذا المعنى في صحيح البخاري يقطع الصلاة ثلاثة المرأة والحمار والكلب الأسود وسئل الصحابي لماذا الكلب الأسود؟ قال أن الكلب الذي ليس فيه بقعة غير السوعد يعني أنه في الغالب أنه شيطان فإن لم تكن سترة أو مر بينه وبينها امرأة أو كلب أو حمار بطل الصلاة لو فرض الإنسان صلى هل يعني تبطل ويعيد الصلاة؟ إن كان في سعة فليعاد وإن مضى وقتها أرجو أن الله عفو كريم الله جل وعلا هو العفو الكريم لا يقال عليك أن تعود قد يكون بطلت الطهارة إلى غير ذلك وفي مشقة وحرج والنبي يقول ما جاء والله يقول ما جعل عليكم في الدين من حرج والنبي كان حريصا على ان لا يحرج امته لكن ينبغي للانسان ان يحرص على الاحتياط قال وله قراءه في المصحف لا حرج فان كانت القراءه في المصحف تحتاج الى حركه وصابع تقرير وحمل المصحف ووضعه الى اخره ومع ذلك فلا ما دام كذلك عندما حمله للحاجة المصلي إليها فلا حرج في ذلك. يقول وله السؤال وله قراءة في المصحف. وله السؤال أيضا عند آية الرحمة. والتعوذ عند آية العذاب. الصحابي رضي الله عنه حديث صلى مع النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم صلاة أطال النبي عليه الصلاة والسلام القراءة فيها يقول فكان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا مر بآية عذاب تعود يعني استعاذ بالله من العذاب وإذا مر بآية رحمة يعني تدل على الرحمة والعفو سأل ربه وكان في نفس الحديث وإذا مر بآية تنزيه يعني تنزيه لله وتمجيد له سبح فهذا الكلام الذي ينطق به المصلي وهو في صلاته مثلا قرأ اهدنا الصراط المستقيم قال الله اللهم اهدنا الصراط المستقيم مثلا او قرأ ذكر جهنم قال اللهم اني اعوذ بك من نار جهنم او قرأ لهم جنات الى اخره قال اللهم اني اسألك الجنه او مر وصف الله جل وعلا سبح الله ونزل قال هنا والقيام مرتب قال المصحف رحمه الله تعالى القيام ركن في فرضه لقوله تعالى وقوموا لله قانتين الا لعاجز او عريان او خائف او مرهون خلف عباده عاجز عنه وان ادرك الايمان بالركوب فبقدر تحريمه فبقدر تحريمه القيام اداء الصلاه المفروضه من المصلي يجب ان تكون في حال قيامه ليكون قائما الا اذا كان لا يستطيع 
فالذي بين قال صل قائما قال صلي قائما فان لم تستطع فقاعدا فان لم تستطع فعلى جنب ربنا جل وعلا ما جعل علينا في الدين من حرج يسر لنا والله يقول وقوه لله قانتين والقنوت هو طول الوقوف مع القراءه ان كان قارئا ومع التامل في قراءه الامام اذا كان ماموما قال الا لعاجز العاجز الله عفوا كريم لا يكلف الله نفسا الانسان قال او غريان او خائف وكل هذه امور قد ترد قد يكون الانسان في حال فخر لا يجد ما يستر عورته او قد تسلب ملابسه تسرق منه او تؤخذ بالغصب والقوه ما يقال لانه لا السكره عنده لا يصلي لا اذا كان عاريا يصلي ولو يصلي جالسا الخائف يخشى اذا صلى واقفا يرى من بعد ومن يتطلع عليه يريد ان يقضي عليه او يسلبه شيء لا حرج عليه اذا كان خائفا وكان الخوف محتملا العثر الذي يخاف منه كان يمكن هذا يصلي قاعدا قال او ماموم او ماموم قد يكون الماموم الامام لا يقدر ان يثبت يحصل امرا يمنعه من القيام فيبدا الصلاه قائما فعلى المصلين ان يصلوا خلفه قعودا وقد حصل هذا للنبي الله صلى الله عليه وسلم لما سقط صار عنده جرح جرح صلى جلس صلى للصحابه جالسا فلما حسنه يقومون اوما اليهم ان ثم اخبر لهم قال انما جعل الامام ليعتم به فاذا صلى كبر فكبر واذا قرا فانصتوا الى ان قال واذا قرا قائما فقوموا اجمعين واذا جلس فاجلسوا اجمعين اذا صار الامام ما يستطيع يقف واقفا وهو الامام فعلى الماموم ايضا ان يجلس كما جلس الامام دليل ذلك فعل النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وامره الصحابه ان يجلسوا قال وان ادرك الامام الماموم ادرك الامام في الركوع بقدر التحريمه يعني امكنه ان يكبر ويركع يكون قد ادرك الركعه لكن لو دخل الامام راكع ولم يدخل في صلاته الا وقد رفع الامام تكون هذه الركعه قد فاتت النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم ما حس بان رجلا ينشي خلف الصف يصلي مستعجل فسال قال من هذا الذي فعل ذلك فقال 
أبو طلحة هذا ليس أبو طلحة ثقفي أنا يا رسول الله فقال زادك الله حرصا ولا تعود لا تعود لهذا العمل The Shaykh Hafibullah Ta'ala began by praising Allah and sending salams upon the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And he mentioned, I would repeat the importance of this book in the life of the Muslim as this book relates to the best of deeds, which is the prayer which Allah Azza wa made obligatory upon the Muslim from above the seven heavens. So I advise uh, the listener to be diligent in adhering to that which is present in this summarized treatise. Then he said, Shaykh Muhammad ibn Abdul Wahab rahimahullah ta'ala, he mentioned that it is disliked for the individual uh, who is praying alone the individual who is praying alone to pray to other it is dislike that he prays except behind a barrier except behind a sutra even if the individual does not fear that someone would cross his path and the shaykh mentioned Abi Baratara the, the imam the one who is leading the congregation he should pray to a barrier as for the one who is being led in the congregation, then his barrier is the barrier of the Imam. But likewise, the one who is praying alone, uh, it is befitting that this individual also uses a barrier, even if he does not fear someone walking in front of him. So the fear of someone walking in front of you is not a condition for you to place the barrier. Because there are other benefits present in you doing so. From amongst those benefits is that if someone desires to walk in front of you, they would see uh, that there is someone praying because, the, because of the, the, the presence of the barrier. And likewise, um, it is a means of bringing about greater focus and concentration in the prayer for the one who is praying behind this barrier. Um, the Shaykh said it's more uh, helpful uh, as a protection for his thoughts. The fact that he looks down during the prayer and he does not gaze beyond this barrier. So it allows him to gather his thoughts and to focus on the, the worship itself. So it is not a condition, that the fear of someone walking in front of you is not a condition for you to place this sutra or the barrier. The Shaykh Habib Allah Ta'ala mentioned an example, for example, someone is praying in a masjid which is locked. The doors of the masjid are locked. The individual should not say, or should not feel, no one can walk in front of me. No, he should still place uh, the barrier in front of him. So he prays, for example, uh, in front or in front of a wall or in front of him there is a wall or there is a pillar. He uh, prays behind the thing as a means of uh, 
placing the barrier. And the Shaykh Habib Allah said, the Salat is accepted without a person placing this sutra. But um, the more an individual is diligent in following the way of the Prophet the more he gains in reward. And the Prophet would pray behind uh, a barrier. For example, it's mentioned that the Prophet even prayed behind a sword that was uh, placed in the ground in front of him. Even if he did not fear someone walking in front of him, it was the way of the Prophet that he would do so. So the person can pray, for example, behind, uh, or even if they can only find the saddle, uh, and the saddle is that which is placed on, on the riding beast for a person to, 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 to ride it so they can place the saddle in front of them or the shaykh said Habib Allah Ta'ala even something which is the, the, the height of the palm of your hand or longer than this what is important is that you try to place something in front of you uh, when you pray and the author Rahimullah Ta'ala mentioned that the person should, uh, it's from the sunnah, that the person, uh, uh, that the individual um, moves close to this sutra, moves close to this barrier. And then the author Rahimullah Ta'ala mentioned uh, the hadith of the Prophet wasallam. if one of you prays, then he should pray to a sutra and he should become, he should come close to it. And then the author mentioned that the individual should deviate slightly from the barrier. So she should not pray directly facing it, but slightly to the left or to the right because of the action of the Prophet. The Shaykh mentioned this hadith or the narration which mentions that a person should not pray directly to the, the barrier, this is not sufficient. Meaning it is not, there's some doubt whether this hadith and narration is authentic. There's some doubt about the authenticity of the narration. So the Shaykh mentioned Abi Balatara, and the reason he said uh, one of the things that brings about doubt of the authenticity of this narration is it's mentioned. Uh, the companion said that the Prophet they would place, place a dagger or a sword in front of him, and he would play, pray in the direction of it. And they did not mention that he would deviate from it slightly. Um, so this shows that there's no problem in the person praying directly behind the barrier. Then the author, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, mentions that if the person cannot find a barrier, then they can place a line in front of them. So the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala. Um, so for example, if the person cannot find anything to pray behind, um, the person can place a line in front of him. So anything that the individual uh, now, so anything that the individual can find to place in front of him, uh, it is sufficient. Then the author, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, mentioned, uh, if someone walks behind this barrier, behind the sutra, then there's no harm in them doing so. Um, and the Shaykh said, Habibullah Ta'ala, what's important is that the person walks behind the barrier. They do not walk between in between the barrier and the one who is praying. Uh, whether this is a human or other than a human, as long as they walk behind it, 
there is no harm in them doing so. Then the author Taala, mentioned, if there is no barrier and someone walks uh, in... Now, if there's no barrier, or there is a barrier, but and he mentions three things, that if one of these three things walks in between the person and their barrier, or there's no barrier, and one of these things walks directly in front of the person, it makes the prayer void. And these things are, these three things are the female, or the woman, and the, the, the dog, and the donkey. If one of these three things walks in between the person and his barrier, or uh, there's no barrier, but one of these three things walks directly in front of the person, it makes the, the prayer void. And this hadith is mentioned in Sahih Bukhari, where the Prophet said three things break the prayer. The, 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 the woman, the, 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 the dog, and the donkey. And the companions, when they heard this from the Prophet ﷺ, they questioned the Prophet about the dog. Why does the dog break the prayer? And the Prophet ﷺ explained that this is the dog that does not have any other color on its body. It doesn't have any other color. The pure uh, black dog, this uh, uh, this is more uh, more than likely from the shayateen. This is more than likely from the shayateen, so it breaks the prayer. Then the Shaykh Habib Allah Ta'ala mentioned, with regards to uh, these things breaking the prayer and making it void, what if this has taken place that a person uh, has, has experienced this? A female or a donkey or a, a dog has walked in front of him, the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, if this took place uh, recently, then the person should repeat the prayer. If this took place recently, then the individual should repeat the prayer. But if this took place a long time ago, then the Shaykh mentioned, uh, we hope that, uh, that uh, the person is forgiven for this, because verily Allah has not placed any difficulty upon us in the religion, and verily the Prophet ﷺ was very... Uh, eager to not create any difficulty for his ummah, so the person does not have to repeat the prayer if it took place a long time ago. But if they wanted to repeat the prayer, then it is safe to do so. Then the author ta'ala mentions that it is upon or it is uh, okay for the individual, it is allowed for the individual to read from uh, the Qur'an while he's praying, to read from the book itself. And the Shaykh said there's no problem in the individual doing so, even though him reading from the book requires him to, to move the pages, uh, to look from, you know, look at different places on the page, even though there's some movement involved in him doing so, but it, there's no problem. There's no problem, especially if there is a need. Then the author Rahimullah mentioned, and it is allowed for the individual to ask Allah when he uh, comes across when he recites a verse related to mercy and to seek refuge in Allah when he recites a verse related to punishment. The Shaykh mentioned, mentioned that the Sahaba, they prayed with the Prophet and they mentioned that the Prophet elongated the prayer. He recited verses or chapters from the Quran that were very long. And while doing so, when the Prophet would come across or recite a verse uh, about the punishment, a verse which mentions the punishment, the Prophet ﷺ would 
uh, ask Allah protection from the punishment. And when the Prophet ﷺ would recite a verse mentioning the mercy of Allah, the Prophet ﷺ would ask Allah from His mercy. And uh, likewise they mentioned a third thing and that was when the Prophet ﷺ would recite a verse mentioning the glorification of Allah, the Prophet ﷺ would glorify Allah. So the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, for example, uh, if the Prophet ﷺ would say, or if a person says, uh, guide us to the straight path, they would say, oh Allah, or if, Afwan, if the person would recite a verse where the straight path is mentioned, the person can say, oh Allah, guide us to the straight path. Or the person would recite a verse where the hellfire is mentioned, the person can say, oh Allah, protect us from the hellfire. Or if the person recites a verse which paradise is mentioned, the person can say, oh Allah, protect, allow us to enter into your paradise. Or if the person recites a verse where the names of Allah are mentioned and his description, the person would glorify Allah Taala. Then we read another portion of the book and that is with the author Rahimahullah Ta'ala said, and standing in the obligatory prayer, the five daily prayers, it is mandatory, it is a, it is a pillar. Standing in the five daily prayers, it is a pillar from the prayer uh, based on the statement of Allah, وَقُومُوا لِلَّهِ قَانِتِينَ And stand upright for Allah. The Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, it is mandatory in the obligatory prayer that the individual stands unless they have a valid reason for sitting. Unless they have, they cannot stand. The individual does not have the ability to stand, then the individual can sit. As was mentioned by the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, صَلُّوا قَائِمًا فَإِن لَمْ تَسْتَطِعْ فَقَائِدًا فَإِن لَمْ تَسْتَطِعْ فَعَلَى جَمْدٍ The statement of the Prophet ﷺ stands or pray standing. If you do not have the ability, then pray sitting. And if you do not have the ability, then pray while you are uh, lying down. Um, then the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, our Lord has not placed any difficulty upon us in the religion. And verily our Lord has made the religion easy for us. So it is upon a person to pray standing in the obligatory prayer, but if they don't have the ability, then sitting. And the statement of Allah Azza wa Jalla, stand upright for Allah. Al-Qulut is standing for a long period of time. It's standing. So in this verse, Allah is saying, and stand for a long period of time for your Lord. So Allah is ordering the worshiper to stand. And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, but what is upon the individuals to stand and to recite and to contemplate if he's being led in congregation, he should contemplate uh, the recitation of the Imam. Then the author Rahimah Allah Ta'ala mentions, إِلَّا لِلْعَاجِزِ Except for the individual who does not have the ability. So the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, verily our Lord is generous. So if the individual does not have the ability to stand, um, then the individual has, can sit. Um, and he mentioned it took place that the Prophet ﷺ sat in the prayer. Or the, the one who is naked, the one who is naked. If the, if the individual, for example, is very poor, he, he cannot clothe himself. Or his clothing has been stolen. His clothing was stolen. And the time for prayer has entered and he cannot 
gain or he cannot find any clothing or because of his uh, because of him being poor because of his poverty and the individual has no clothing then the individual still has to pray but he would sit for example he would sit because he fears being seen uh, naked while he's standing or the individual who has is in a, an extreme state of fear for example someone fears that if he stands during the prayer his enemy might shoot him or harm him so the individual sits but the shaykh said habibullah ta'ala this fear that he has should be a valid fear for example he fears being uh, harmed by his, by an enemy uh, or the likes then the individual can sit in the prayer or the one who is being led in congregation behind the the imam who is a resident for example the imam uh, the imam who is the regular imam in that masjid something has taken place which prevents him from standing in the prayer so the imam sits those who are praying behind him in the congregation they should also sit and the shaykh mentioned Allah, this took place during the time of the prophet sallallahu where he was injured and because of his injury, uh, the Prophet ﷺ sat during the prayer. And at first the companions, they stood. They continued to stand behind the Prophet ﷺ, although he was sitting. So during the prayer itself, the Prophet ﷺ ordered them to sit. He ordered them to sit and they sat. And the, at the end of the prayer, the Prophet ﷺ said, إِنَّمَا جُعِلَ الْإِمَامَ بِهِ Verily, the Imam has been placed for you to follow him. So if he stands, then stand. And if he sits, then sits to the end of the hadith. So the Prophet ﷺ has ordered the companions uh, and his followers that if the imam sits, then the people should sit. So we have to prove for this from the action of the Prophet ﷺ and likewise from the order of the Prophet ﷺ. Then the author Taala mentions if the person enters and they catch the imam in the ruku'ah, then they have caught the unit of prayer. But if they do not catch the imam while he's in ruku'ah, then they have missed this unit of prayer. The shaykh mentioned Habib Allah Ta'ala, if you enter into the masjid, and the imam is in ruku'ah, and you make takbir and you join him while he's bowing, then you have caught that unit of prayer. But if the imam has, uh, he has risen from or he, he raised up from the, the bowing, and you did not catch him before he, he rose up, you did not catch him before he rose up from the bowing, from the ruku'ah, then you have not caught that unit of prayer. The Shaykh Habib Allah mentioned that it took place from the time of the Prophet wasallam that a man entered into the masjid, and the Prophet wasallam was in the, the ruku'ah. And this companion, uh, Abu Bakr al-Thaqafi, he... Uh, he wanted, he was eager to uh, catch the unit of prayer. So he, before reaching the row, Abu Bakr, before reaching the row, he went into the ruku' and then he walked, while in the ruku' he walked to the row. The Prophet ﷺ, when he finished the prayer, he said, who was the man that uh, went into the ruku' and walked to the row? Uh, the Sahabi said it was me. The Prophet ﷺ said, May Allah increase you in knowledge and do not repeat it. May Allah increase you in knowledge and do not repeat it. So this is that which we had to offer for this portion of the lesson.
يقول السائل يقول السائل أحسن الله إليك إذا أخذت شخصا أو سليت وراء شخص سطرة لي في الصلاة ولكنه قام ومشى قبل إتمام إتمام الصلاة فهل يجوز لي أن أمشي وأنا أصلي إلى أن أصل إلى جدران ولو كان المسافة بعيدة إن استطعت تضع أي شيء من دين أو غيره أمامك فحسن وإذا لم يتم شيء فلا حرج عليه ولا تحرج ولا تمشي Now, the individual is asking, if I prayed to an individual uh, as a sutra and uh, the, the individual stood up and walked away before I completed my prayer, is it permissible for me to walk until I reach the, the wall, even if the distance is far? The Shaykh mentioned, if you had the ability, uh, if you had the ability to place something in front of you, even from your clothing, then this is good. But if you do not have the ability to place something in front of you, then there's no problem in you praying in this state, even if the individual has walked away. يقول السائل حبيبكم الله تعالى إذا وجدت الإمام إذا دخلت المسجد والإمام في الركوع هل يجوز لي أن أكبر تكبيرة الإحرام لكي أدخل في الصلاة ثم أمشي راكعا إلى الصف؟ النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم قال ذلك الصحابي الذي فعل هذا الشيء قال له زادك الله حرصا ولا تعد يعني لا تعود لمثل هذا والنبي قال إذا أقيمت الصلاة فامشوا عليكم السكينة فما أدركتم فصلوا وما آتكم فاقبوا if I enter into the masjid and the imam is in the ruku'ah, is it permissible for me to make takbirat al-ihram and for the purpose of entering, catching the unit, and then I walk while I'm uh, bowing in the ruku'ah until I reach the rope? The Shaykh Habib Allah mentioned that the Prophet said to the companion who did that action, Zadakallahu Hirsan, and the Shaykh actually, when he mentioned the hadith, corrected me, may Allah increase you in diligence. Um, so the Prophet said to him, may Allah increase you in diligence, don't repeat. So it's not permissible for an individual to do that action. And likewise, the Prophet said, um, if, the, if the call to prayer, the iqamah is given, then walk in a state of uh, well being calm and, and tranquil. So the person should not rush. Uh, and to get to the prayer. يقول السائل حبيبكم الله تعالى امرأة امرأة من بريطانيا تقول بأن أمها تمنعها من الصلاة أحيانا وكذلك تجبرها على الزواج برجل لا ترضاه فما نصيحتكم لهذه الفتاة؟ تصلي ولو ولو نهاك ولا تطيع تطيعها 
ترفض قبول امرها او الانتهاء الى ما تريد اي ترك الصلاه فان الصلاه هي اعظم اركان الاسلام واما الزواج فليس من حق الام الزام البنت ان تتزوج فلان المطلوب للمراه ان يكون الراغب في نكاحها مسلم بالنسبه للمسلمه وصاحب خلق كريم أحسن الله إليك Likewise, she is forcing her to marry a man who she is not pleased with. What is your advice? The Shaykh Abu Ta'ala was talking about saying um, the female should still pray, but she should not um, give in to the uh, desires of her mother, but she should continue to still pray because the prayer is uh, from the grace of the pillars of Islam. And the Shaykh Abu Ta'ala said, as for the, the marriage, it is not the right of the mother. To force her daughter to marry um, a, a particular individual, but what is sought is that the theme upon is what is sought is that the individual who wants to marry the female is uh, for a female for a Muslim female is that he's a Muslim man and that he has good character. يقول السائل أحسن الله إليك ما أفضل كتاب مختصر في الفقه تنصح بقراءته وهل تنصح بقراءة صفة الصلاة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم الشيخ الألباني رحمه الله علما بأن الكتاب قد ترجم إلى اللغة الإنجليزية. صفة الصلاة النبي الشيخ الألباني رحمه الله تعالى. نصيحتي بالنسبة للصلاة المختصر الفقهي يضر الواحد في البلاد التي يعيش فيها ما هو المذهب المنتشر عندهم فيأخذ مختصر ما عليه أهل المذهب إذا كان في البلاد الإسلامية فعامة البلاد الإسلامية التي يسكنها أهل السنة أن المذاهب الأربعة هي التي تكون تنتشر فيها في الغالب ومع ذلك لو أخذ أي كتاب مختصر فقهي من كتب علماء السنة وصار يراجع فإن في الغالب أن العبادات الخلاف فيها قليل نادر يكون في كتاب كذا المصلي يكون كذا إلى آخره لأن هذه العبادات انما كتب كتب عنها بالاقتداء بما فعله النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وقد قال النبي صلوا كما رايتموني اصلي مثلا فاذا اخذ العباده التي يكون فيها الاقناف هم الكثيرون مختصره في الفقه الحنفي او التي يكون المالكيون هم الكثيرون فيها مختصره في الفقه المالكي أو كذلك الشافعي كل هذه المذاهب فيها مختصرة وبالنسبة للمذهب الحنظلي فيه مختصرات 
من اقصى اكثرنا اختصار وهذاك كان كتاب العمده في الفقه الحنبلي لان ابن قدامه يحرص على الدليل Individuals ask him, what is the best summarized book and fiqh that you advise for an individual to read? There's a second part of the question, but he didn't answer, and I'll ask him once I answer this part. The Shaykh Habib al mentioned that my advice with regards to the, summar, the summarized books and fiqh is that the individual, if he's in a Muslim land, he looks at the madhab, the school of thought, which is present, uh, prevalent in that Muslim land, and he takes one of the summarized books of fiqh and he reads that book uh, as long as the people in that Muslim land are from the people of the Sunnah or he up on, he said the people uh, in most Muslim lands the people of the Sunnah, they are usually uh, that which is prevalent are before Malah um, so he said so for, for example if an individual will take a summarized book of fiqh uh, upon one of those schools of thought which is prevalent in that country um, from the scholars of the people of the Sunnah from the scholars of the Sunnah and he would review it and the Shaykh Habib said if you were to look into many of those summarized books you would find that the, the disagreement amongst the scholars as it pertains to issues of fiqh is very, is very rare it's very rare because uh, many of those, these books they took uh, what was in accordance to the actions of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said pray as you see me pray so for example if the individual is in a country where uh, most of the people of that country follow the Hanafi Madhab he can take a summarized book uh, on the Hanafi Madhab and fiqh and he uh, reads it or the Maliki Madhab or the Shafi'i Madhab all of these different schools of thought have summarized books of fiqh as for the, the Hanbali uh, Madhab, uh, there are many books, uh, summarized books in fiqh, and the best, or from the best of them, is Al-Umda Fil-Fiqh by Imam Ibn Qudama, Rahimahullah Ta'ala. And one of the, the, the merits, or that which distinguishes this book, is that Ibn Qudama, Rahimahullah Ta'ala, he was very uh, diligent in mentioning the proofs. He was diligent in following the proofs. والجزء الثاني من السؤال حبيبكم الله هل تنصح بقراءة سيرة الصلاة النبي للشيخ الألباني؟ الشيخ الألباني نعم الرجل لكنه بالنسبة للفقه ليس من أهل الفقه وإلا فهو من العلماء والنافعين واعتنى بالحديث عناية كبيرة وعندما يقرر الفقه يعطي بعض الاشياء قد لا يكون على الصواب فيها لكن هذا من النادر الشخص اللي ما غلطته نادره هذا من يعتبر من الممتازين Uh, the second part was, do you advise to read uh, the book, the description of the Prophet's prayer by Shaykh al-Bani? And the Shaykh Habib Allah Ta'ala said, Shaykh al-Bani, Allah Ta'ala, he was a wonderful man, but he was not from the scholars of fiqh. He was from the scholars of hadith. He was from the beneficial scholars of hadith, and his, most of his focus was in hadith. 
And uh, sometimes he would mention things as it relates to fiqh that he may not be correct in, but this is very, uh, very seldom. This is very seldom. And if an individual, uh, uh, when he makes, uh, when he mentions something, and he can possibly be wrong in that, but this is very uh, rare, then that informs that the individual is, is, is wonderful. يقول السائل حديثه الله تعالى بعد المسلمين من يقيم في الدول الغربية يقع بيته بعيدا عن المسجد فلا يذهب إلى المسجد إلا لصلاة الجمعة فما نصيبتكم لهؤلاء؟ لا شك أن صلاة الجمعة مهمة صلاة الجماعة مهمة وفيها أرباح عظيمة الشخص اللي يصلي مع الجماعة أو والثاني الذي لا يصلي الصلاة الذي يصلي مع جماعة تزيد على ذاك ب 27 ضعفا يعني كأن أجر هذا مثلا درهم والذي ذهب إلى المسجد يكون أجره 27 درهم في خير عظيم وفضل من ناحية من ناحية ثانية هل بتحدد الذي لا يصلي مع جماعة بأنه إما منافق وإما يستحق العقوبة وقد هم أن يحرق بيوتنا على أناس يتخلفون عن الجماعة فينبغي للمسلم أن يحرص على أداء الصلوات الخمس في الجماعة إذا كان قادرا على ذلك Individual is asking um, individuals who live in Western countries and their homes are far from the masjid and some of them don't attend the congregational prayer except for on Friday. What is your advice? The congregational prayer is extremely important and there are uh, tremendous benefits in an individual performing the prayer in congregation. Um, and from those benefits is that praying in congregation, individual receives 27 more rewards than praying alone. And the Shaykh mentioned Habib Allah for example, two people that pray, one, one of them pray alone, so he gets one dirham, but the other one who goes to the masjid, he gets 27. So this shows you of its tremendous reward. And likewise, the Prophet uh, threatened to burn down the house of the individuals who do not pray in the congregation. And he described them as being as hypocrites. Um, so the Sheikh said, Habib uh, it's incumbent upon the individual to uh, pray in the congregation as long as he has the ability to do so. يقول السائل حبيبكم الله تعالى إذا كنت أصلي نافلة وأقيمة الفريدة قبل أن أكمل النافلة ماذا أفعل؟ يقول النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم إذا أقيمت الصلاة فلا صلاة إلا مكتوبة فإذا أقيمت الصلاة فأنت في نافلة إذا كنت على وشك التسليم من الصلاة فلا حرج وما لم تبدأ في جلوس التشهد أو أنت في الركعة الأولى مثلا أو الثانية الذي يقول لا صلاة لا تلتزم إلا بأداء هذه الفريضة. 
the individual is asking, um, if I'm praying the obligatory, obligatory prayer, and the obligatory prayer is called, or the, the call to the obligatory prayer is given, uh, what should I do? The Sheikh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, the Prophet said, if the call to prayer, the Iqamah, that which indicates that the obligatory prayer is being established, congregation is being established. If that is given, then there is no salat except the obligatory prayer. So the Shaykh said, Habib Allah Ta'ala, so if the Iqamah is given and you are in the obligatory prayer, but you're about to finish, then you should continue. But if you have, you're in the middle of it, and you have not started the shahad, or you've just started the unit of prayer, then you should uh, break the prayer and you should join the obligatory prayer. توفيت جدتي وكنت في دولة أخرى وما صليت عليه صلاة الغائب لأنني قرأت بأنه ليس من السنة لأنها ليست من السنة فهل يجوز لي أن أصلي عليه صلاة الغائب؟ لا أدعو لها بالمغفرة وإذا فعلت خيرا صدق ونحيها فاجعل في نيتك انها تكون شريفه معك في ذلك لان في هذا خير كثير. The individual mentioned that uh, my grandmother died and I was in a different country uh, and I did not pray the Salat al Ghaib which is the janazah, um, uh, the absent janazah meaning the one who has died is, is, is not with you but you pray. Uh, you still pray the janazah for the individual. Um, I did not pray because I, I, I read that it was not from the sunnah. Should I pray it? The Shaykh mentioned that you should not pray the, that prayer, but rather you should supplicate for her uh, for forgiveness. And if you do a righteous deed such as sadaqah or charity, then you should intend that she gets uh, some of the reward. يقول سام حفيدكم الله تعالى هل الأفضل لي أن أتبع مذهب مذهب معين في في بلدي علما بأن كثير من هذه المذاهب يجيز استخدام أحاديث ضعيفة حديث ضعيف الذي لا لم يثبت أن النبي قاله فلا عمل عليه إن الله يقول وما آتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا ويقول الله جل وعلا قل إن كنتم تحبون الله فاتبعوني يحب ثم أيضا في الأحاديث الصحيحة غني عن أن الواحد يذهب يبحث عن حديث ضعيف يعمل به ما يحتاج الناس إليه قد ثبتت فيه السنة الصحيحة. The individual is asking, uh, should I follow a particular madhab in my country, knowing that uh, some of them, some of these these books that are written, 
they use weak hadith. And the Shaykh Habib Allah mentioned uh, weak narrations that are not affirmed that uh, that the Prophet said them, the narrations that it is not confirmed that the Prophet said them, the person should not act upon. The individual should not act upon. Uh, this is due to the statement of Allah Azza that which the Prophet gives you, then take it. And that which he forbids you, then abstain from it. And likewise, the statement of Allah Azza say, if you love Allah, then follow me. And likewise, um, that which is authentic is sufficient. That which is authentic is sufficient, and the individual does not have to find that which is not authentic. Uh, and likewise, everything which an individual is in need of, they can find it in the authentic Sunnah of the Prophet. هناك مركز جديد في بريطانيا قد فتح قبل عدة أشهر في مدينة كاردف والقائمون عليه من أتباع المنهج السلفي يطلبون من سماحتكم نصيحة وتوجيها والدعاء لهم بالتوفيق. أسأل الله جل وعلا أن يوفق كل من سلك طريقا متفقا مع سنة النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وأن يكون عمله خالصاً لوجه الله فإن العمل لا ينفع إلا إذا كان يراد به إرضاء الله جل وعلا وأن يكون أيضاً موافقاً للسنة فإن شروط نفع العمل أن يكون المقصود به طاعة الله جل وعلا وأن يكون أيضا هو موافقا لعمل لقول النبي وفعله فنسأل الله أن يوفق هؤلاء لما يجعلهم أسباب هداية آخرين والنبي يقول لأن يهدي الله بك رجلا واحدا خير لك من حمر النعم يعني من أنفس الأموات the individual mentioned there's a new uh, center which is opened in the UK and the city of Cardiff. And the individuals who are responsible for opening it are upon the way of the Salaf. And they asked the Shaykh Habib Allah for advice and direction and dua. The Shaykh Habib Allah said, I ask Allah to give success to, to all individuals who tread uh, the path of the Sunnah. And I ask Allah to make their actions sincerely for the face of Allah. And in accordance with the Sunnah of the Prophet, verily the action does not uh, benefit unless it is sincere for Allah. And it is in accordance with the Sunnah of the Prophet, because these are the conditions for the actions to be accepted. That they have to be in accordance, they have to be sincerely for Allah, and they have to be in accordance with the Sunnah of the Prophet, his statements and uh, his, his actions. So I ask Allah to give them tawfiq. And I ask Allah to make them a means of guidance for others. For verily, the Prophet said, Allah guiding by way of you, uh, an individual, is better than uh, a red camel, meaning it is better than the most precious of possessions.
يقول السائل حديثكم الله تعالى هل يصح ان يقال ان حديث وحديث ابي بكر فقط بان النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم انكر على فعله لعجلته وليس لاجل الدخول في الصراط؟ ابو بكر رضي الله عنه تسميته لابو لابي بكر لما حاصر النبي الطائف ولا نزلوا من تعلق ببكر وبكر المحال في الدور نزل من من السوره اللي هو مع غيره فيه الى النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وذهب اليه فسمي بابي بكر ابو هذه الالفه اللي توصل بالوصول اليها هو دخل وجد النبي راه جرى بسرعه النبي احس بذلك قال من الذي فعل كذا؟ قال انا يا رسول الله قال زادك الله حرصا ولا تعود يقول لا تعود مره هذا النبي ما امره بان يعيد الصلاه اللي يكون عارفا ذلك ينبغي ان لا يفعل ولو فرض ان شخص فعل ولا علم الله غفور رحيم The Shaykh Habib Allah Ta'ala, the individual, the Sahabi, or the person was asking, um, is it correct to say in the hadith of Abu Bakr Thaqafi uh, that the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam admonished him because of rushing, not because of him entering into the prayer? The Shaykh Habib Allah Ta'ala mentioned the reason why he was called Abu Bakr, and that's because something that was hanging uh, from a, a wall or a fence, um, and this thing is called Bakr, um, and when the Prophet entered into Ta'if and uh, this companion uh, wanted to approach the Prophet he grabbed onto this thing uh, which was called the Baqarah and the Prophet named him the father of this thing. That's how he got the name. Then the Shaykh mentioned that what took place was that he entered into the masjid and he found this Sahabi Abu Baqarah, he entered into the masjid and he found the Prophet uh, in the bowing position with the so he bowed and he walked to the, he rushed and he walked to the road. So, and the Prophet said, May Allah increase you in diligence and don't repeat. So the Prophet didn't order him to repeat the prayer. He didn't order him to repeat the prayer. But the individual who doesn't know, um, but the individual who knows that this action is not correct, uh, they shouldn't do it. They shouldn't do it. But if a person did, the Shaykh said, if a person did it, then it is not mandatory for the person to repeat uh, the unit of prayer. I will not Allah Jalla wa ala ala ma manna bihi alayna min al-ni'am wa la shakka anna ahamma al-ni'am ala al-Muslim an yakun Allah hadaah al-Islam hadihi ajal ni'ma al-Ibn Adam an yakun ala din al-Haq كما نشكره جل وعلا ونحمده على ما من علينا ايضا صحتي والامن التي نعيشه اذا رفقت الانسان من راى او نظر الى كثير من الممر في هذه الدنيا وجد ان كثيرين من الناس يعيشون في خلل وخوف وفقر وفاقه الى غير ذلك من انواع المحن والله جل وعلا اكرم الاكرمين وإنما يعاقب العباد إذا لم يحسنوا الطاعة إليه جل وعلا فنسأل الله جل وعلا أن يوفقنا جميعا للثبات على هذا الدين الحق 
وأن يجيرنا من الفتن ما ظهر منها وما بطن وأن يصلح حال المسلمين في كل مكان وأن يثبتهم على الإسلام الحق على ما كان عليه النبي صلى الله عليه وسلم وصحابه رضي الله عنهم أجمعين فإنهم الذين قال النبي عنهم لما سئل عن طائفة المنصورة قال من كان على مثل ما عليه وأصحابه فمن أسأل جل وعلا أن يعاجل الممتحنين بالمحن بأن يفرج عنهم في الشام والعراق وبقية المواقع في البلاد الإسلامية وفي مصر وفي غيرها أن يعاجله سبحانه وتعالى بما يحقق لهم السعادة في الدنيا والآخرة كما نسأله جل وعلا أن يعالج أن يعاجل أهل اليمن أيضا بالخروج من محنتهم والانتصار على الطائفة التي أرادت أن تجعل اليمن كأنه قطعة من الأرض الصفوية الرافضية فنسأل الله جل وعلا أن يوفقهم على الخروج من مأزقهم والانتصار على الطائفة السيئة النجسة وأن ينصر الحق وأهله وأن يغل الباطل وأهله في كل مكان كما صلى جل وعلا أن يحقق لهذه المملكة الثبات على الحق وأن يجعلها دائما محل رضا المسلمين في كل مكان وأن يعينها على تيسير وتسهيل السبل المؤدية إلى بيت الله جل وعلا وإلى مسجد رسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم وآخر دعوانا أن الحمد لله رب العالمين وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وآله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا. الشيخ حفيظ العصر mentioned that we praise Allah for the blessings that He has bestowed upon us and indeed the greatest of blessings is that Allah guided us to Islam. The greatest blessing which an individual is or which is bestowed upon an individual is being guided to Islam and to the correct religion. So we ask Allah Azawajal, uh, we thank Allah Azawajal and praise Allah for this uh, guidance and likewise we praise Allah for having good health and individuals to look uh, around, or to look at what is taking place in the dunya. We find many people living in fear, uh, many people living in, in poverty. So indeed, it is a blessing from Allah Azawajal that which is bestowed upon us. And indeed, Allah Azzawajal punishes uh, the servant if the servant is not uh, uh, obedient to Allah. If the individual is not obedient to Allah, Allah Azzawajal will punish that individual. So we ask Allah Azzawajal to make us firm upon Islam. We ask Allah Azzawajal to protect us from all types of fitna. We ask Allah Azzawajal to rectify the affairs of the Muslims. We ask Allah Azzawajal to keep us firm upon Correct Islam, which was brought by the Prophet and implemented by the Sahaba. When the Prophet was asked about the saved set, he said, Those who are upon that which I am upon and my companions. And likewise, we ask Allah to give uh, quick uh, ease to the people of Syria, to the people of Iraq, and the other Muslim countries like Egypt, and the other Muslim countries 
We ask Allah to guide them to that which will bring about happiness for them in this life and the next. And likewise, we ask Allah to give peace to the people of Yemen, to allow them to, uh, or to allow their calamity to end. Uh, and we ask Allah to allow the people of the Sunnah in Yemen to have victory over those who sought to make Yemen a land from the possession of the people of the Rafidah, Safawiyah. So we ask Allah to allow them to, uh, their calamity to come to an end. And we ask Allah to allow them to have victory over the, the, this despicable group. And we ask Allah to support and assist the truth in every place. And we ask Allah for this country, uh, the Mumlakat al-Arabiya Saudiya, to allow uh, the people of this country to have firmness upon the truth and to make it a place which is loved by uh, all of the Muslims. And we ask Allah to allow the government to make visiting the, the Mecca and the Masjid of the Prophet easy. And our last supplication is all praise be to Allah, the Lord of the worlds. And may the peace and blessings of Allah be upon Muhammad and upon his family members and companions.